you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hello and welcome to the daily NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Jason Smith alongside Michael Fabiano, Molly Kara, Marcus Grant, and Elliot Harrison. Elliot and I pausing our conversation about the 1986 New York Jets. So we can bring you big stories like the big quarterback change in Tampa Bay, Mike Glennon will start for Josh Freeman. What does that mean for your fantasy team? Every Wednesday morning, people wake up and it's the same thing. Look and see who you got on your waiver wire. Chances are you didn't get everybody you wanted to, so you go back and see who's left over. We have the best of the leftover guys you can go pick up right now. Michael Fabiano's got his starts and sits, and with the first week of buys upon us, Green Bay and Carolina have buys. Aaron Rodgers, Cam Newton both out of action. What are the best quarterback situations you can use in week four going forward? And remember, you can always join the conversation by using the hashtag NFL Fantasy. Molly Cameron Marcus Grant will stop by in a bit. Now for some headlines for today. And, of course, number one on the list, Mike Glennon, the new starting quarterback in Tampa Bay. The Bucks have benched Josh Freeman. Le'Veon Bell is expected to make his NFL debut against the Vikings on Sunday. And Brian Hoyer, to no one's surprise, will start against the Bengals this coming Sunday. We'll have more on these players throughout the show and the rest of the week here on NFL Fantasy Live. But the big news is about Mike Glennon. I talked to Bucky Brooks before the show, and he was hot on Mike Glennon throughout his process before the NFL draft and said, look, the Bucks are going to show this guy off. He's got a big arm. He's going to throw it deep. He'll make more courageous throws than Josh Freeman did. So don't expect to come in and we're going to kind of, you know, sidle around and give the ball to Doug Martin a ton. He'll still be part of the offense, but they're going to throw it. So knowing that, what does this mean for a guy like Doug Martin? You expect maybe he would have more carries this week as a result. I don't think it affects his value at all. Doug Martin's on your fantasy team. He's starting for the Bucks. He's starting for you. Now, I think the one thing people worry about is, oh, man, Vincent Jackson, Mike Williams, what's going to happen with these guys? Well, we've seen E.J. Manuel play very well and throw the ball to who? Stevie Johnson. We've seen Geno Smith throw the ball well. He all of a sudden made San Antonio Holmes relevant and fantasy again. And Stephen Hill had a good game last week. So don't worry. Maybe this is a blessing in disguise. I, I think it enhances Doug Martin's value. The Cardinals have injuries at linebackers. The Bucks are definitely going to want to throw the ball to Doug Martin. And honestly, I think they made this play because they want to win. I think they think Mike Glennon gives them a better shot to win. Josh Freeman was completing less than 50% of his passes. He was the only quarterback in the league. And out of 33 quarterbacks, guess who was rated 33rd? 
Josh Freeman. I think this is better for not only Doug Martin, I think it's not only better for the receivers, but also if you need a waiver wire pickup on defense, I think those Bucks defensive players are going to play harder for Mike Glennon because they realize their coaching staff is trying to do something. And the Cardinals turn the ball over. That's so right. The Buccaneers are a good sleeper defense. Yeah, and another thing, too, with Glennon is that if you're going to throw it deep, you can make up for three bad quarters with one throw. He's one of those guys you got to watch him for four quarters because he can throw that deep ball where Josh Freeman wasn't doing well, that Well, people as much. need to understand is that we can't continue to underestimate quarterbacks. We did that with Brian Hoyer last yep. week. We've done it. In the, people did it with Tom Brady. Remember when Tom Brady came in for Drew Bledsoe? you got to give these guys a shot. Let me say one more thing really quickly. Mike Lennon has a reputation like Russell Wilson did last year, of getting in the building early, working out. Veteran players see that. You want to play for a guy like that. Maybe you dive on a loose ball that earlier in the season you might be like, I won't be able to get there. You play harder for a guy like that. Yeah, and you're not going to pick up or start Mike Lennon this week, but you never know. He's a guy you definitely want to monitor because he was drafted to be the quarterback of the future. Now, Patriots head coach Bill Belichick said of Rob Gronkowski Wednesday that he was definitely made progress over recent weeks. It's pretty simple. If Rob Gronkowski starts, he starts for you. But what's becoming more incredibly frustrating is when is that going to happen? Yeah, and Gronkowski is a guy who was drafted in the fourth, fifth, or sixth round. And I think fantasy owners are getting a little nervous because now we've gone through three weeks. We haven't seen him on the field. Let's see what happens this week against the Atlanta Falcons. But clearly, you're right. Gronkowski plays for the Pates. He, he's playing for your fantasy team, too. Yeah, and he, even if he's on a limited pitch count, he's a better red zone target than Charlie Huff, dude. All you need is one <laughs> touchdown. That's all you need from him. Yeah. All right, now let's take a look at some key players who are on bye this week and their current position rank based on fantasy points. Aaron Rodgers, third overall with that 71 fantasy points. He is not available, nor any of his weapons, Nelson, Cobb, and James Jones. Cam Newton also on a bye this week. He's ranked seventh, and D'Angelo Williams has had a couple of nice weeks, and you're looking for a tight end to replace Greg Olson as well, who's had an okay start to the career to his year so far. Now what we're doing is players are available in 50% of more fantasy leagues on NFL.com. We're showing them to you right now because most of the time you wake up in the morning and you didn't get everybody you wanted, so you go back to the waiver wire and say, okay, who's left, who's available? Some of these players widely available you can go get right now. And, Fabs, a guy like Ryan Tannehill or Elliot, a guy like Ryan Tannehill, starting to come on a little bit. You know, maybe you know he's available in, in 94% of leagues. You can start him this week because he's got a pretty good matchup and he's starting to throw the football a lot. Yeah, and I thought you were going to say that you see what the, the guys you didn't get and you just go right back to bed. <laughs> but I thought that's where you were going. But uh, Ryan Tannehill is probably still sitting there. There's a good chance that nobody made a claim on him. Look, has he been great shakes? No, but he's averaging about 14 fantasy points per game. You see that on the graphic right there. And the matchup in New Orleans, yes, it's a road game, but even though they've played well, New Orleans still does not have great personnel on defense. If you're just talking about a guy that can get you 15 points and you're in a bind, I think Ryan Tannehill could do that. Jay Cutler is another option against the Lions. And Ben Roethlisberger, if you want to take the London risk against the Vikings defense, which Fabs hasn't been very good. Yeah, no doubt about that. Jason Snelling, you picked him up last week. We talked about him a lot on Fantasy Live last week. He was a great pickup, and he turned out to have a phenomenal week. Can he keep it going? He's still available. A lot of people haven't, you know, heard about Jason Snelling. Yeah, and, you know, we talk about, well, Jason Snelling will see short yardage and goal line. No, he saw a lot more than that. He was actually in there in early downs. He caught the ball out of the backfield. He's a versatile guy for someone who's kind of big. So uh, Jason Snelling and Jacquez Rogers, both of these guys available in a lot of leagues on NFL.com. Pick him up, start him as a flex. I'm starting gelling, uh, Snelling as my two because I have Steven Jackson, and it's a PPR league, so I go with a wide receiver in the flex. You know what? Uh, you brought up Jason Snelling a week ago. Kudos to you. I think if people that got out in the front, they stockpile them on their bench, and you plug and play. Yep. Yeah, you have to wait at least one more week, maybe even more. 
for Steven Jackson. Heath Miller is someone. He's playing in London this week, Elliot. So if you get points for playing across the pond, you're going to start Heath Miller. He's available. You're going to start him, plug him in? Well, the London game is like Thursday night games to me. You really never know what you're going to get. But the Steelers coaching staff liked what they saw from him. Ben Roethlisberger has raved about his work ethic. And this guy was awesome last year in fantasy. Awesome. He had the most red zone targets of all tight ends. This is the guy that Roethlisberger looks for in the end zone. And let's just remind you, Mike Wallace isn't suiting up for Pittsburgh anymore. Who's the number one option in that offense? I'm not sure there is one. Maybe Antonio Brown, but I still like Heath Miller. I picked him up on the waiver wire for Mike. Two things to remember. The Vikings give up a lot of fantasy points at tight ends, and Roethlisberger loves loves him Heath Miller yeah wanted to get him in the Pro Bowl last year couldn't wait for his return this year how about that Alex Smith is doing what he's doing in Kansas City without throwing the football Dwayne Bow? and mm-hmm. people keep waiting and plugging Dwayne Bow. and meanwhile it's Donnie Avery that's doing all the damage yeah, he's available he's available I'd pick him up I don't know if I'd start him I'm not in love with Donnie Avery I mean last week he was basically the product of the Eagles gave them so much underneath stuff that they took advantage of it and Alex Smith doesn't like to throw the football deep that was a little reality there, uh, Elliot Harrison. Yeah, I'm so, shocked. Do you pick him up? Sure. Do you start him right away? I mean, this is a good matchup against the Giants, but I still don't think Donnie Avery is going to be overly consistent. If there's a member of the Chiefs that you want to pick up, it's their defense against this G-Men. I'll tell you what, he's like Gary Oldman. You know, you turn on a movie, Gary Oldman's in it. You know, Donnie Avery, next time you turn on the TV, he's on a different football team. But you know what? The guy's producing, and a lot of it is uh, Dwayne Bose non-production. He's cannibalizing Bose numbers. And when Alex Smith takes off and runs, that means nobody's catching the football. All right, again, these are guys who are left over if you didn't get what you wanted on the fantasy waiver wire, and chances are you didn't get everybody. All right, guys, for more on the top fantasy ads and drops on NFL.com, let's throw it over to Marcus Grant and a woman who was wearing blue Nikes until five minutes ago, Molly Karen. You know I love my dogs. I wish you guys would just <laughs> let me wear them on the show. Thank you, Jason. I'm here with NFL.com fantasy editor Marcus Grant, and Marcus is going to tell us who all the cool kids are picking up. Let's take a look at the top 10 player ads for week four. And here's a list at the board. Let's begin in Cleveland, though, where Brian Hoyer and Josh Gordon had great chemistry. That was a pleasant surprise there. It absolutely was. Josh Gordon coming back from the suspension. 19 targets last week. That was the most in the NFL. Shows that he and Hoyer have some sort of chemistry going. He may be a cautious start this week against a good Bengals defense, but the fact that Josh Gordon is a deep threat, you may wait all game long, but if he hits that home run ball, you're feeling pretty good about it. Hey, Jason Smith, the Jets are the better team in New York. How about that? And Bilal Powell, he played well stepping in for Chris Ivory, but this week, the Titans deep. Yeah, it's a little bit of a concern, but you got to like the fact that the Jets are running the football again. They're running it almost 50% of the time, about 48% of the time, sixth most in the National Football League. They're giving the ball to their running backs without Chris Ivory around or with him hobbled right now. Bilal Powell is the guy they go to. I think he's the guy you really target. All right, Marcus, let's keep things balanced here. We can't discuss the most added players without looking at the most dropped. And here is a list of the top ten most dropped players on NFL.com. Speaking of drops, this is a perfect transition. David Wilson, the winless Giants face the undefeated Chiefs. Just, just think about that. Yeah, that's really bizarre. David Wilson is a guy you probably spent a pretty high draft pick on. He has been a major disappointment so far. But you look on the waiver wire for running backs, it's pretty empty there. So I think right now you try to stash David Wilson. You hope for some production. You can't trade him. It's hard to drop a guy you spent that much of a high draft pick on. Marcus's next one, when I read this name, I thought maybe it's a mistake. Eddie Royal, were his first two games a fluke? What can we expect this week? Yeah, you shouldn't expect as many touchdowns as he had the first two weeks of the season, five in the first two games. Yeah, that was kind of a fluke. 
But to drop him now seems very premature. Two catches for 34 yards in week three, that's ungood. It's undeniable. But the fact is, he had a touchdown called back, which really would have changed a lot of people's perspective on Eddie Royal. I think it's too soon to give up on the guy. Maybe jumping the gun a little bit. Philip Rivers against Monty Kiffin's D. These two teams, up and down, you never know what you're going to get. So it'll be a good one. It could be a good one. Still, it could be. Thank you for, <laughs> for couching that. Still to come, it's what you've all been waiting for. Adam Rank drops by to give us his top sleepers for week three. And listen, don't fret. If your fantasy team is failing you, we've got the cure. You don't want to miss it. And later, the fabulous one, Mr. Michael Fabiano, gives you all his starts and sits for the week. Stick around. More Fantasy Live next. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Molly Karam joined by Michael Fabiano and Elliot Harrison. How about a little Thursday night football preview, guys? Let's do it. I like football. <laughs> you do. That's good. You're in the right place. Jim Harbaugh has a losing record for the first time in his NFL coaching career as his 49ers head to St. Louis. Let's take a look at our Thursday night football projections powered by EA Madden 25. Gentlemen, take a look at those. Marinate for a moment in Fabs. Let's start with Colin Kaepernick. He had zero touchdowns and a pick against the Colts, and this isn't an easy matchup with the Rams. Well, you know what? Kaepernick, his value is declining a bit. Is it because Vernon Davis wasn't there last week that he didn't put up a good stat line or what the case was? The fact of the matter is he is still the quarterback you drafted to be your number one. And unless you have a really good two, Elliot, you have to play Kaepernick. Yeah, if you have a good two, don't play Kaepernick. But I agree with Fabs. I mean, I mean, this is a guy that you spend a high draft pick on or a relatively high draft pick on. He can always make plays with his legs. So just based on that alone, he could take an average passing day and turn it into a good fantasy day by picking up 50 yards rush. Yeah, so like a Vic or a Romo, somebody like that would play over Kaepernick. If he yes. loses this week, both eyebrows might go. Okay, the Niners fresh off two blowout losses. Frank Gore says his knee is fine. Do you think he'll get more touches this week, Elliot? I I do. As Jason Smith likes to say, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Frank Gore had a great season, a great season last year. They got away from the run game a little bit later in the game against the Colts. I think they can run on the Rams. Keep in mind, DeMarco Murray put up 175 on the Rams last week, and that's with the Cowboys tapping the break in the fourth quarter. And this is a short week, and the Rams have allowed an average of over 20 fantasy points per game to running backs. Start Frank Gore. Anquan Bolden's stint in San Francisco, a monster week one, pathetic week two, week three in the middle. What are we going to get this week? I really think he's a third wide receiver or a flex starter in this contest against the Rams. They're allowing an average of right around 30 fantasy points per game to wide receivers. I don't love Bolden. I don't hate him. I'm kind of on the fence of him. But you probably have to start him, especially when you have two weeks on a bye. Yeah, operative word there, flex starter. I agree with you. Wide receiver three, that's what he is. If you are extremely deep at wide receiver, then you can afford to sit him. If not, he's your flex starter. Two teams on a bye, not two weeks on a bye. All right, guys, let's go to the other side here, the Rams. Let's start with Sam Bradford. What can we expect from him from a fantasy perspective against this Niners defense? Yeah, really? Tell us down. how you really We're feel like with the, the visual. Cisco and Ebert of fantasy football. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't expect much. I think Harrison is absolutely right. You want to see exhibit A of a quarterback not getting help in the NFL? Just watch Sam Bradford this year. I mean, his offensive line isn't blocking for him. The Cowboys tore him up. But at least the Rams make up for it by dropping balls. (laughs) Fabulous. Let's move to the backfield with Daryl Richardson leaving the game after two snaps Sunday. Isaiah Pede carried most of the load. What are you expecting in this backfield this week? I would expect a committee. And I don't know that I can trust either one of these two. And it's unfortunate because the 49ers have a lot more fantasy points to running backs than any other team in the National Football League. Let me say that again. The 49ers Which is have a lot more fantasy points than running backs than any other team in the National Football League. If I knew that one or one of these guys was going to see the boatload of carries, Which you don't. it would be a flex option. But this week, 
Both of these guys are risks, despite the good match. Yeah, I don't want to play either guy. Uh, P, though, you're guaranteed. If they're down 20 to nothing in the third quarter and he picks up three yards, he's going to gloat. So that's always nice. Are you guys finishing each other's sentences? Because this we is are. really cute. All yeah, right, the rookie Tavon Austin, he's going to square off against Carlos Rogers this week. Yeah, I'll tell you, of the three guys, so we're not total negative Nancys, this would be the one I'd be the most prone to play of Bradford, the running backs. Uh, Austin's got 26 targets, which is a pretty good figure for three weeks. So you at least know that he's going to get the looks. But he's got to catch the football when it hits him in the hand. Yeah, the Niners have allowed an average of right around 18 fantasy points a game to wide receivers. That's not a lot, Molly. So I think he's a three, but he's not a huge, you have to start him three. Totally agree. Uh, it all depends on what you have at wide receiver. And let's also face fast. There, there's not a lot of stats that come off the board in these Thursday night games. A lot yep. of time, we find ourselves disappointed. So now you don't need to be nervous Nelly or negative Nancy. After this week, hey. we have all the Thursday night football projections one can need. I think the 49ers are going to win this game 10-6. to 6. Seriously. So if you can avoid starting guys from this game, I would. The only guy I have a lot of confidence in is Gore. Yep, me too. Great stuff. Thanks, guys. Coming up, a little segment we like to call Sell High by Low. We tell you which players have hit their fantasy ceiling and who you should trade away and which guys to target for clearance prices. And up next, Michael Fabiano gives you all his starts and sits for week four. You won't believe which slumping player is a must start. NFL Fantasy Live rolls on. Stretch run right, Frank at that side of the 45. This time Spiller has room right side. And pulled in by Fitz at the quick slant. Caught. Back to throw. Intercepted. OD gets by the first man. Field, CJ on the run. Boy's got room. Fitzgerald makes the grab. And it looks like it's intercepted. It's Daniels. He's in. Your sideline. He's got Torrey Smith midfield. Dancing around. In the end zone. Whip to the post. Touchdown, Cowboys. Kudos to our video department, Pink and Rich, for finding video of C.J. Spiller actually doing well this season. <laughs> well, week that two, wasn't right? Easy. Yeah. yeah, week two, why not? <laughs> Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith here alongside Michael Fabiano. Every Wednesday, Fabs, you reveal your starts and sits for the week. Let's kick things off with some big quarterback starts and sits for week four. Quarterback position gets tougher and tougher. You have Andrew Luck as a start. You kind of have to after the first three weeks he had. RG3 is on that list. Tony Romo and Phillip Rivers. We didn't like him week three. You like him week four. I do, and Rivers was available in about 50% of leagues starting off the week on NFL.com. And you've got to like the matchup against the Cowboys. They've allowed an average of over 21 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. That's six most in the National Football League. And I just think this is going to be a shootout, Jason. Rivers has looked good in all but one of his starts last week. Didn't put up great numbers. But he's back at home, and he's got a vulnerable defense that he's going to be facing. And you want to know a reason why you can maybe make Phillip Rivers your starting quarterback for the bulk of your fantasy season? Take a look at this. This is Rivers' schedule the next eight games. We talked, Fabs, more this year about how wow. quarterbacks are matchup-based than right. any year before. Cowboys, Raiders, Colts. Jaguars, Redskins, Broncos. It's a little bit tougher, Dolphins, Chiefs, but that's yep. a long time from now. But this is the meat of your fantasy schedule. And Rivers, I don't know anybody that has a better schedule. Over the next five games, he's fantastic. And remember, our preseason FPA column, he was one of the best quarterbacks based on schedule. So there's Phillip Rivers. Could be a guy for you for the bulk of the season. Someone you thought could be a guy, at least as a number two. Eli Manning, Fabs, you're not going to see many good pieces of video right here. Yeah, you know, Eli's a guy, and that's about all he is at this point because you're not starting him on your fantasy team. I've actually dropped Eli Manning in a couple of leagues. He's playing the Chiefs this week. They've allowed the seventh fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. And listen, Jason, let's be honest. Is there any member of the Giants you can trust right now after they were obliterated by the Carolina Panthers? 
Cam Newton scored more fantasy points than the entire Big Blue team. Yeah, it's basically Victor Cruz, and that's kind of lukewarm right now. That's really it. Yeah. All right, some running backs here. Darren McFadden, Frank Gore. Remember, he plays Thursday night against the Rams, passing that Thursday night test. Bernard Pierce, especially the way Ray Rice is banged up. And, Fabs, I dig that you are recommending a Jet on your start and sit him. Look where the world is. You know what? I'm unbiased. I'm trying to help the world win fantasy leagues, even though it's a Jet. But... <laughs> You know what? He's got a uh, he's got some momentum going right now. And Frank Gore hopefully gets momentum. He complained about his lack of carries. Yep. Does that translate on Thursday? I should hope so. He should see 20 to 25 touches in this contest against the Rams. They have allowed the seventh most fantasy points to running backs this season. And he was on his way to having a big stat line last week. But all of a sudden, they just stopped giving him the football. Maybe it was time of possession. Uh, whatever it was, Gore looked good. He's going to look great on Thursday night. And give me the ball. Look good for Mike Wallace. It went well for Antonio Brown. Let's see if right. Frank Gore can make it three in a row. C.J. Spiller, Fabs, this is why I'm struggling. I, I have him on three leagues, and Spiller has just been awful, and he's been injured. Probably can't even really afford to bench Spiller. I have him in one league, and I have to play him. But keep this in mind. The Ravens have allowed an average of 11 fantasy points per game to running backs this season. That's the fifth fewest. And if you have Arian Foster, you know exactly what the Ravens' defense can do against the run because he did next to nothing last week. So if you have a deep backfield, I hate to say it, C.J. Spiller, he's on the sit list. You starting Powell over Spiller? Yes. Did I just say that? You just said that. Wow. I'm gonna See buy what happens? You, I'm going to buy you a Bilal Powell jersey you can wear around the office. Uh, just give me lunch. All right. Now, lunch is good, too. That's good, yeah. Some wide receivers. Here's Fabs' big starts and sits for week four. Eric Decker, who was blown up the last couple of weeks. Pierre Garçon. If you get points for talking about your quarterback, Pierre Garçon also does very well for you. <laughs> Reggie Wayne and Torrey Smith. Fabs, we waited all season for Torrey Smith. Now, slowly, Torrey Smith is becoming who we thought he was. He hasn't found the end zone yet, but he's on pace for career best in receptions. He's on pace for career best in yardage, and the touchdowns will come. And this week, he's playing the Bills. They have allowed an average of just around 32 fantasy points per game to wide receivers. That's fourth most in the National Football League. And if you have any questions about that defense, well, ask Jason Smith, because <laughs> Antonio Holmes and Stephen Hill both went off against him last week. Yeah, if the Jets do it, Fabs, what, what can you say? Anybody can. Torrey Smith could be a top 10 receiver in fantasy this week. All right, Larry Fitzgerald. Preseason, it was bounce back here for Larry Fitzgerald. Now, after just 64 yards receiving against the Saints in week three, it's sit him. Well, here's the thing. You probably have to play him. But this is an awful matchup against the Buccaneers because you know who he's going to be one-on-one against? Darrell Rivas. And oh, by the way, Rivas has still been a pretty good quarterback despite this coming off of this knee injury. And Fitzgerald hasn't been right the last couple of weeks. I don't know if it's the hamstring or what's going on, but his production has really dropped. So... Larry Fitzgerald, I hate to say it, Jason, he's a risk this weekend. Well, and more than that, you start to wonder, is he ever going to be Fitzgerald again? Is he going to be that guy? He's not been that person for a long time now. Yep. Starts and sits for tight ends. Start Jason Witten. Start Julius Thomas. Turned out to be one of the big free agent finds of the year so far. Thomas, Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates on this list, Fabs. Jason Witten, it's like people want to just say, well, Jason Witten, because he's been so solid for so long, but he's always a top three tight end. Yeah, and uh, people are down on him because he's had two bad weeks, at least from a fantasy perspective. But Jason Witten is a guy who's going to be involved in the offense regardless. Tony Romo loves to throw him the football. And look at the Chargers. The Bolts have allowed the fifth most fantasy points at tight ends this season. So he will be involved, continue to start 
Jason Witten. Now, you know what you're going to get between 80 and 100 passes. He's, you can't play roulette with him at the tight end spot. Leave him in there for the entire season. Unless you have Jordan Cameron or Julius Thomas, even then, Witten's a good play this week. All right, Owen Daniels, though, not a good play. Yeah, Daniels has seen his fantasy points drop in three straight weeks. Now, he's still one of the best tight ends in fantasy football, but this is not a good match against the Seahawks. They've allowed an average of around three fantasy points per game to tight ends. That's the third fewest in the NFL. And three points, not what you want from your tight end. You're not looking for 10 or 12, but Daniels is just too much of a risk to start if you have, again, a Jordan Cameron or a Julius Thomas or someone like that. Daniels goes to your bench. Now, you want someone that can give you at least six points a week. That's still your right, right. viable start by a tight end. Yep, no doubt about that. And Daniels this week, I don't think he can do it. All right, for some week four fantasy sleepers now, let's throw it over to Adam Rank. Thank you, Jason. Every Wednesday on NFL.com, I like to publish a little column called Ranks 11, where we take a look at the top sleepers for the week. Consider me your mushy O'Connor of fantasy football. Let's take a look at 10 of them right now. And there we are, led by Alex Smith. We also got Bilal Powell. Brandon Bolden is a guy that I really like in New England. He is the running back to own going forward. We also see the Titans defense. Kansas City, congratulations. You are no longer a sleeper. You are now a bona fide player. Thanks so much for being a part of Ranks 11. But now it's time for you to move on. But let's stick with Kansas City because I like this Donnie Avery kid. If you saw what he did on Thursday night against the Philadelphia Eagles, he absolutely tore them up, and he does something that Alex Smith really loves. He doesn't run very deep. Alex Smith likes to look for them in these uh, intermediate range passes, and he turns them upfield like you're seeing right here, turns them into big gainers. He's going up against the New York Giants this week. Plenty of opportunity. Look, you saw what Brandon LaFell did last week to the Giants. Go ahead and add Donnie Avery to your team. Now, let's talk about Le'Veon Bell. Coach Mike Tomlin came out and said that he will absolutely be a part of the the, uh, Steelers game plan going up against the Minnesota Vikings at Wembley Stadium. And I understand a lot of times we're talking about sleepers. I I always offer a little bit of caution, but I've seen some of your running situations here on Twitter. So if you need them, you can put him into this game because he's got a great matchup against the Minnesota Vikings who don't stop anybody. And finally, Kendall Wright looks like the guy to own from the Tennessee Titans. Kenny Britt has been a huge disappointment. And again, if you look at his final drive against the Chargers on Sunday, Kenny Britt wasn't even in the game. Kendall Wright is a guy to target, as you see right there, 17 targets in his last two games. So as we go forward, it's going to be Kendall Wright now. That's it for Ranks 11 Sleepers. Thanks. Adam Rank, he knows a guy. Coming up on NFL Fantasy Live, the secret to fantasy trading is buying low and selling high. We'll tell you which struggling stars you need to get now and which you need to cash out on while you're still ahead. NFL Fantasy Live continues. Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, unsure which QB to start this week. Our experts go through all the scenarios and tell you who should be in your starting lineup and who needs to be on the bench. And want to leapfrog your opponents? Well, we will show you how when we unveil our list of players to sell high on, as well as the ones to grab while they're on sale. Plus, Redskins running back Alfred Morris stops by, and you won't believe what he has to say about teammate RG3. That is next. Stick around. 
But it is time now for Engineered to Win, presented by Volkswagen. Molly Karam here with Elliot Harrison and Marcus Grant. And gentlemen, this is how it's going to work. I'm in charge here, okay? Right. We're putting 1.30 on the clock, and then we're going to let it rip and go through as many fantasy genius questions that were, of course, submitted by you, the fans, on NFL.com. Are you ready? Let Let's it rip. Do it. First question, gentlemen. Better start Ryan Matthews or Joyke Bell? I'm going with Joyke Bell this week just because – Ryan Matthews is losing touches. He's losing carries to some of those other guys in the backfield, worried about Danny Woodhead and Ronnie Brown. Joyke Bell only has Reggie Bush, and they spread that ball around quite a bit. I agree with all those points. Can we just do Ryan Matthews or X, and I'll take X. <laughs> yeah, Joyke Bell. Fair enough. Better flex, Jason Snelling or Ben Tate? I like Jason Snelling. He's going to get the goal line work. This is a very important game. The Atlanta Falcons, Ben Tate's not even the starter. Give me Jason Snelling. Not to mention a running back against the Seattle Seahawks. Do not want Better start, Tony Gonzalez or the black unicorn, Martellus Bennett? I'm going with Bennett this week. Mark Trestman's been the mad scientist. They're spreading the ball around. They're like doing good things. I'm taking Martellus Bennett. Can you call him by his nickname, The Black the Unicorn? The Black Unicorn? All right, let's do it. I actually <laughs> like Tony Gonzalez in this game. Again, this is a huge game for the Falcons. They don't want to drop to 1-3, and three, especially if the Saints go to 4-0. and oh. They're going to rely on their vet. I like Tony Gonzalez versus that Patriots secondary. You're doing great. 40 seconds, no pressure. Better <laughs> waiver wire ad, LeGarrette Blunt or Brandon Bolden? Can I punt it on both? I'm going to go with Blunt, but, uh, you know, hashtag Bellatrix. Look to see Bilal Powell's available. Marcus, way to be there with the coverage. Okay, better flex. Mike Williams, Sidney Rice, or Greg Jennings? I like Sidney Rice. The Seahawks are getting him more involved. I think he's back being part of the offense. I never like Sidney Rice except personally. I would go with Mike Williams. I want to see what the new quarterback, Mike Lynn, is going to do for this team. I think they're going to play for him. Very interesting scenario down there in Tampa Bay. Better flex, Fred Jackson or Bilal Powell? I like Bilal Powell. Grounded Pound is back in New York. <laughs> Me too. Did you see last week against the Bills? They kept giving him the football. He looked good with Chris Ivory out. That is for sure. Great job, gentlemen. You're off the hot seat. Way to rip through the uh, information there. appreciate that. Right. That was Engineered to Win, presented by Volkswagen. For more now, let's throw it over to Hassan and Fabs. Jason. Thanks, Q. Uh, we had the black unicorn. I'll be the green giant. And Fabs, you could be the blue fox. How does that sound? Uh, okay. You're wearing a blue shirt. I had to go with something quick. All right, let's get on with the segment here, Smith. All right, now that we do a little sell high, buy low, we're talking about players you think have hit their fantasy peak and fans should look to trade away, as well as players that have hit fantasy rock bottom and people should go after. Let's start with your guys to sell high on. Michael Vick, Darren McFadden, Antonio Brown. Fabs, Michael Vick, how long can he keep this up? Sell high. That's the question mark, and uh, I'm still wondering what the blue fox is. But anyways... Michael Vick is a guy that I have in two or three leagues. I've already traded him in one league. And it's not because he's not talented or he can't produce fantasy points. It's because I'm just waiting for the inevitable injury that sidelines him for two to four weeks. If you have two good quarterbacks and Vick is one of them, trade Michael Vick. And let me throw Deshaun Jackson on that as well. Again, not the healthiest guy in the world. As Michael Vick's production slows down, so will Deshaun Jackson. He's another guy to sell high on. How about Darren McFadden? He's not going to throw a touchdown every week. The same kind of thing, yeah, as Michael Vick. (laughs) I'm waiting for the inevitable injury where he's going to miss some time. And McFadden's looked great so far. And if he's on your fantasy team, you continue to start him, especially this week against the Redskins. Actually, this week, where he's probably going to put up huge numbers against Washington, could be a great week to sell high on Darren McFadden. And go after a running back who's maybe not playing so well, like an Arian Foster, who I think is going to turn things around. Antonio Brown, we thought he was going to break out this season. Coming off his breakout game, right. you say sell high. Sell high in him. Go after a big-name wide receiver who may not be producing like he could. 
like an Andre Johnson, for example. Antonio Brown's going to be inconsistent in an offense that has some real question marks and some issues on the offensive line. Right now is a good time to sell high on Antonio Brown. All right, let's look at some players that Michael Fabiano says to buy low on. And Fab's the blue, you're Fox, you're smart. That's the whole thing with the... Oh, I didn't, I, I just don't yeah. understand the rest of that. I've never seen a blue fox. That's... You've seen a black unicorn? No, okay. I haven't. I don't get that either. <laughs> well, unicorns are, it doesn't matter. Okay. Colin Kaepernick, CJ Spiller, Stephen Ridley, all players to buy low on. Some you're buying a little bit lower on than others. Kaepernick, you're buying a little bit fast. You're not buying that low. Right. At some point, listen, Vernon Davis, hopefully he's going to be back soon. Uh, Michael Crabtree will be back, we expect, but that won't be towards the end of the season. And the Niners are going to get this thing straightened out. Maybe they have to run the spread more often. Because, listen, Kaepernick thrives in that pistol offense, and it seems like they're getting away from that at times. Kaepernick's got to be a guy who is the centerpiece of this offense because if he's not, they're going to continue to struggle. I think he'll turn things around, and you can get him for a bargain basement price right now. Now, C.J. Spiller, you also believe he's going to turn things around. Yeah, here's the thing. People are so down on C.J. Spiller, Jason Smith, that you may be able to get him for a Bilal Powell. I'll start Bilal Powell this week, but long-term, C.J. Spiller has more fantasy value. So go out and pray on that owner who's worried about C.J. Spiller. Don't give him much, but give him enough to entice him to make the deal. You may not have to give up a lot to get Stephen Ridley. You could trade a Blue Fox for Stephen Ridley. This is true. Ridley is a guy that I'm really going low on. Stephen Ridley scares me at this point because he's had three weeks of next to nothing. But show, you, have to be a show, you have to be a salesman when you're talking about trades. Talk to the other owners and say, hey, Stephen Ridley hasn't done anything. I'll give him to you for this third running back who may be producing Ben Tate or a backup. Sometimes people get frustrated at their stars not producing, and they'll trade him away. And at this point, hey, go after Stephen Ridley. Take a chance on him. He can't be any worse than he's been, Jason. No, and also, how many guys? There's not a Bilal Powell on the waiver wire every week where you can think of a guy The waiver wire has nothing at running back. Exactly. So don't be afraid to make a move. If you're not trading... You're not trying. That's right. Here you go. Words from the Blue Fox. Up next on NFL Fantasy Live, we've all been there, stuck staring at your lineup, going back and forth for who to play for hours. But don't worry. We're here to solve the tough QB scenarios for week four. The one and only NFL Fantasy Live rolls on. Hey, fantasy fans, take your game to the next level and join the NFL Perfect Challenge for your chance to win a million dollars. Choose your weekly roster of eight players that you think will score the most points at their position. Make sure to come back and track your results. It's fast, free, and potentially very rewarding. Go to NFL.com slash perfect to join. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith here alongside Marcus Grant, Michael Fabiano, and Elliot Harrison. Guys with Aaron Rodgers and Cam Newton on buys this week. There's a lot of quarterback question marks for week four. Fantasy fans are unsure which backup to start or if they should pick someone up. So let's help everybody sort through a bunch of quarterback scenarios and see what the best thing to do for this coming week is. A little Tribe Called Quest tribute. What's the scenario? Russell Wilson versus Houston or Tony Romo against San Diego? Elliot, what's the better scenario? I like Tony Romo this week. I think that the Seahawks will run the football. I don't think the Chargers have the horses on defense to cover all the Cowboys' options. San Diego's defense was supposed to be the strength of their football team. Uh, Russell Wilson we're seeing right here, he's been decent. But, I, again, I like Tony Romo in this matchup. They're going to their backup tight end, Escobar. Witten caught five balls. I like the Cowboys' matchup. I agree. This is Tony Romo all day long. All right, Michael Vick versus Denver. Or RG3 versus Oakland? Because this is going to be an explosive day on offense. RG3. Uh, both of these guys are QB1s right now. Michael Vick's coming off his worst game of the season. Of course, that was against the Chiefs on Thursday night. 
I'm going with RG3. I know he had a bad game last week. He was very close to having a much better game if his receiver had caught that pass in the end zone. But RG3 is the guy against the Raiders. Could be a high-scoring game. I think that's the key right there. Against yeah. that Raider defense versus the Bronco defense, I, I think I like RG3 this week. Mm-hmm. But how much are the Reds? Look, RG3 is my quarterback in the Experts League. I'm worried about him. I think I'd rather start somebody like Matt Stafford, even though he's going against the Bears defense. I'm just worried that Washington's going to run the football. Well, Why I not run it against the Raiders? For all the consternation over Robert Griffin III this, this year, I mean, from, from a on-the-field standpoint, he's been shaky. From a fantasy standpoint, garbage. aside from last week, he's been pretty good. He's been getting all garbage points in the second half because they've been behind. I'm worried he's not going to get any garbage points against the Raiders. Right, and also for Michael Vick, this could be the week, a big week, then flip him in a trade. Alex Smith against the Giants. Or Tom Brady against the Atlanta Falcons, Marcus? Where well, are you going? Last week I was saying that the Giants defense might be on start all your guys status, but I think this week I'm going with Tom Brady. Alex Smith likes to throw underneath, and there's a worry that sometimes he won't get those passing yards if guys like Donnie Avery can't turn it up. For all the hand-wringing about Tom Brady, he was really good last week. He's starting to get a rapport with his wide receivers and with the possibility of getting Rob Gronkowski back. I like Brady a lot. It's a trust issue for me. I don't trust Alex Smith. We loved the matchup last week. It was great on paper. He scored 14 fantasy points. Ho-hum. I'm going Tom Brady. Yeah, I'd go Tom Brady, and I generally just yell at the TV. I don't wring my hands when my fantasy quarterback doesn't do well, Mark. Really? That's not good on your throat. No, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eli Manning against the Chiefs or Carson Palmer Whoa. against the Buccaneers. Pass. Hopefully no one <laughs> has to worry about this. Mike Glennon. Hopefully no <laughs> But Yikes. seriously, uh, but the, neither of these guys are really worth it. But if you have to, I can't put Eli Manning out there after what he did a week ago. I just can't do it. Too many minus twos. Oof. I can't. Too Look, many minus twos. It's not that I think Carson Palmer's going to have a better week, but Eli Manning, this offense is just lost right now. And outside of Victor Cruz, there's nobody else you can really start. And you know, now Victor Cruz is like, all right, I'll put him it, out there. Their line's not protecting. I think he's been Sacked 10 times. He's thrown eight, eight interceptions. No way. Listen, this is like death by a thousand paper cuts if you have to start either one of these two guys. You can find someone else. I guess if I had to pick one, it would be Carson Palmer, but I'm clearly not thrilled about either one of these guys at all, you know? All right, maybe you're a little bit more thrilled about Jay Cutler against Detroit or Ryan Tannehill against the Saints. They both have good matchups. And they're available. That's that's the key, really, uh, here is, is what guys are available to you, particularly if Cam Newton uh, is on a bye and he's your starter, or Aaron Rodgers. Of these two guys, I like Cutler I only because I don't want to wait till Monday night and be nervous about Tannehill on the road against the Saints. I'd rather go with Tannehill. I don't trust Jay Cutler. The Lions' defense has been much better against the pass this year. And even though I hate those Dolphins jerseys, I'd rather play Tannehill at this point. I See, I've been big on Cutler since the preseason. I'm sticking with him. I like what Mark Tressman's doing in that offense. I think think you're going to have a high-scoring game between the Lions and the Bears. But that hasn't translated to fantasy success for Cutler. It hasn't been terrible either. I think think he'll he'll be all right. Versus Tannehill? I want my quarterback to be better than, no, he's not terrible. Yeah, quintessentially, (laughs) Cutler is the 250-yard-a-game guy. Maybe he'll throw two touchdowns and throw a pick. But Tannehill has that 400-yard potential. And let's remember, the Dolphins can't run the football. They're going to have to throw it this year and throw it a ton to succeed. He's got much more upside they than don't run the football. The thing reason. is, though, also, though, the Saints aren't particularly good at stopping the run. So I could see in that loud Superdome Miami trying to run the football a little more. I see your point. I agree. I'm, I'm not a believer of the mediocre express either. Lamar Miller and, and uh, Daniel like Thomas. Mediocre but express. I'm just throwing that out there. I mean, neither one of these are great starts. Let's be honest. They're decent starts. Don't I get points for running over defensive backs, though? Uh, sure. That was that was cool. <laughs> when Cutler ran over that DB, that was pretty cool. Oh, I, I immediately thought of Geno Smith. Who 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 did he run over? <laughs> you know, Marcus, you get points for consternation too. 
Next, Washington Redskins running back and a friend of NFL Fantasy Live, Alfred Morris, drops by to give us some insight on what the Redskins need to do to turn around their season. This is NFL Fantasy Live. Morris bounces off a tackle. Morris right up the middle for the touchdown. Alfred Morris chewing up yardage. Alfred Morris breaks it to the right side with the 25-20 inside the five. It's a touchdown! Alfred Morris all the way! Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. And joining us right now is one of our absolute favorites. You, the fans, voted him the 2012 Fantasy Rookie of the Year, Alfred Morris of the Washington Redskins. And, Alfred, one of the first things I want to talk about, not the start that you kind of wanted, what's the mood like in Washington right now? Uh, it's kind of it's a little damper right now. I mean, we, we obviously wanted to be – after the year we had last year, we definitely want to be a lot better than 0-3. But, I mean, it's a little adversity right now. I mean, we're finding ourselves in uh, tough situations because we're putting ourselves there. Uh, we got we still got work to do. I mean, we just trying to go back to the drawing board each week and find out what we can do better to go into the next week. One of the things you guys did so well last year was running the football. Going forward, do you see yourself having a little bit of a bigger role now, getting a couple of more carries perhaps? Uh, it all depends on how the game play out. I mean, when you're playing behind on the scoreboard, you have to put the ball in the air. Um, it's kind of be, you know, pointless to actually run the ball. So as long as we can get out there and run our actual offense, you know, we'll be fine. We can actually – I can get more carries, you know, get more involved. But uh, if we're playing behind on the scoreboard, you know, that won't happen. And speaking of your offense, RG3 was so great last year as a rookie. Do you see him starting to come along now a little bit more, getting a little bit more comfortable perhaps? Uh, definitely. He's getting more and more comfortable each week from uh, the Eagles. And from Eagles to now when we just played the Lions last week, uh, he, he's getting a little more. He's actually scrambled some, you know, got out of the pocket, was able to make moves, you know, uh, to make things happen on the move like we know him to do. So each and every week he's getting better and better and getting more and more comfortable. So uh, I'm pretty sure next week he'll be even better. But the knee brace, is, it's too much being made of this because it, it, it seems to make national news. What, what's the deal with that? Uh, I'm not sure, to be honest with you, but I, I do have friends who wear knee braces and uh, who have torn ACLs, and they, they say it's very uncomfortable to wear that brace. They, they, they don't like it at all, and they, they can't wait to get out of it. So I'm pretty sure uh, from my other friends who have problems with their knee braces that, that it's something that you, you have to wear, but you much rather not wear at all, and it can affect you, uh, whether it's running, whether it's just from a comfort level. You want to go out there and be as comfortable as possible when you're playing the game, and if that's something that's discomforting you, it's going to cause a problem. Has he mentioned it at all, or is it just something that we're just kind of picking up? Or is, it, is it even something that he would talk about? Uh, he doesn't talk about it at all, but I think just in the media and just other people who mention it are uh, bringing it up. But I've never heard him one time say anything about his knee brace. Um, he probably have, but not that, you know, that anything that I have picked up. The passing game, Pierre Garçon, I, I think he's huge in that offense, and now he's been able to get a couple of games together. It seems like that's starting to pick up. What should we look forward to? with the passing game? Uh, it's definitely going to pick up not only just Pierre, but, you know, other, other targets such as Josh Morgan and uh, Leonard Hankerson and uh, Aldrick Robinson. We, we have a lot of targets out there, but we uh, offense have to do a better job of, of keeping pressure away from Robinson so he can sit in the pocket and can deliver the ball. Uh, he got a lot of targets out there. So, I mean, as long as he can get be pressure-free, you know, he can be able to deliver the ball to any receiver he wants to, Garcon, Hankerson, whoever it is. Now, we hear you. We see you. Where are you at right now? It sounds like you're at a Play 60 event. Talk about it a little bit. Uh, we definitely are at a Play 60 event on the Air Force Base. So, uh, 
Uh, it's a good event to come out here. You know, it's our off day, so I, I gladly give it up to come come out here and do any community service. These kids definitely deserve it. Uh, a lot of them have parents, you know, deployed overseas and, uh, you know, fighting fighting in the war and that type of thing. So just to give them, to see some joy on their face, to see them, you know, smile and happy, just for, even for just for a moment, it makes it worthwhile. Well, a very commendable activity. Alfred, thank you so much for joining us again. One of our favorites of the show. We appreciate you stopping by. All right, thanks, Mr. Reich. Now, you guys heard Alfred Morris say, look, RG3 is getting better and better, not talking about the injury. How concerned are you about him going forward, Fabs? RG3, I'm not concerned. I'm just going to keep rolling him out there on my fantasy team. He's had one bad week out of three so far. Well, only one guy in our experts league has RG3, and I am worried about him. I'm very worried about him. All his points are coming in garbage time. His passer rating in the first half is 46. He's got zero touchdowns and three interceptions. Then their defense starts getting its butt kicked. And he starts putting points up. He's like Dwayne Bowe two years ago. I'm super worried because I don't think they're going to be behind. So you got to go Raiders. get a backup. So you got to make sure I'm, you have a good. So backup. I'm really thinking about playing Stafford, even though he's got the Bears defense. You know I what? am worried. I got Russell Wilson. We can make a trade if you want. I know you don't like to trade, but if you're so worried, <laughs> are we talking about the rest of the year? The store we is about open, this my week? friend. We're talking about this week and beyond because that's all we have in front of us. Yeah, he's always trying to make a deal. All I've right. got Owen Daniels. <laughs> yeah, have fun. Well, well next guy. <laughs> All right, let's <laughs> get to some tweets here. Uh, Dave Serafine says, should I start Ray Rice this week? Now, the news on Ray Rice on Wednesday, practice. He said he expects to play, Fabs. If he plays for the Ravens Sunday, does he play for you? <sighs> They're playing the Bills this week, let me think. Of course! If Ray Rice is playing for the Ravens, he's playing for your fantasy team. He's got a great matchup against the Ravens, who uh, against the Bills, who made Bilal Powell look like uh, Freeman McNeil. Right? Sure. I know Jason's going to get all excited about that. Any great Jets running back, start Ray Rice, guys. If he's active, he's got to be active for your fantasy team. I want to go watch Freeman McNeil highlights now. All right, Elliot, if Ray Rice plays for the Ravens on Sunday, does Bernard Pierce play for you? Freeman McNeil led the NFL in rushing in 1982, and Bernard Pierce would sit for my fantasy team. If Ray Rice is playing, no way am I playing Pierce. All right, big question. We're getting a lot of these, actually, at NFL Fantasy. Do I sit Arian Foster this week against the Seahawks? Marcus, it's four weeks, and all of a sudden it's, do I sit Arian Foster? Yeah, the panic button has officially been pressed on Arian Foster. I'll tell you this. You are starting Arian Foster this week. You're not liking the fact that you're starting Arian Foster this week. I mean, if there's any good news, it's that the Seattle Seahawks defense, as good as it is, isn't quite as good on the road. Take some solace in that, but it's still not a matchup you're happy about. It's like when your mom says, eat the spinach, it's good for you. You don't want to do it, but in the end, you eat the spinach, and it's good for you. It is good. I actually like spinach. Do you? Key phrase, hey, they're playing at Reliant. They're not playing at Seattle. You don't sit Arian Foster. What do you play ahead of them? That's a wrap for today. Tomorrow, we'll have a full preview of our Thursday night football matchup between the Niners and the Rams. Will Kaepernick get his mojo back? He returned Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.